This is Limitless Spirit, a practical, inspirational, and thought-provoking weekly podcast about the impact of faith and Christian identity in today's world. And now here's your host, champion of Jesus and people who love Him, world traveler and co-founder of World Missions Alliance, Helen Todd. Welcome to the Limitless Spirit podcast. If you have responded to my email about the topics that should be discussed on this podcast, I want you to know I'm listening and I'm happy to oblige. If you're not receiving my podcast newsletter via email, you can sign up by sending an email to podcast at rfwma.org. So the topic of choice today is overcoming obstacles. I think learning how to cope with and overcome adversity is one of the most important life skills we can learn. Even if you are a person of faith, challenges can consume our lives and keep us awake at night and cause anxiety and stress. So is there a strategy to deal with challenges that can be used with guaranteed success? My guest today is convinced there is. Danny Skaggs is a founder of a pharmaceutical business called Pharmacy Unlimited. He started his business from a dream, almost failed the first year, and faced many unexpected and critical challenges along the way. His business survived and thrived, and through the process of building it, he has discovered something more valuable than gold. He documented his discoveries in a very fascinating book, Prescription for Breakthrough, Applying Transformative Faith Principles to Your Biggest Challenges. Hello, Danny. It's great to have you on this episode nine of Limitless Spirit podcast. I just finished your book and I am so excited to talk about it. Hi, Helen. Thank you. So let me ask you this. What inspired you to write this book and whom did you write this book for? I wrote the book for clients and for employees. We experienced many, many miracles, and they wouldn't have happened any other way, but except by God's power, we were preserved. So we just had to tell the story. And I make a reference here to Psalm 109.27. It's just so that people will know that it was by the hand of God that we were able to stay in business. That is wonderful. And I know you meant it as a tribute to the people who stood by you, starting with your wonderful wife, Kira. But, you know, as I read this book, I felt like it's going to speak to so many people, Danny, because every single one of us at one point or another faces these challenges that are so much greater than us. And we find ourselves in a position of saying, God, I believe in you. I trust in you. Why am I going through this? And I feel like people who are facing these circumstances and they have the chance to read your book, they can be not only tremendously encouraged, but also find some golden nuggets of wisdom that God revealed to you through all of this. You use a term uh, several times in your book, and I think it's very interesting and intriguing, and the term is pivotal advantage. So can you tell me a little bit more, or rather tell our listeners what you mean by that? Sure, sure. A, A pivotal advantage gives you a crucial or a critically superior position. So 
You know, Jesus told us that it's inevitable that trials and tribulations are going to come in our life in this world. And he said, he cautioned us, don't worry about that. Do things God's way and you'll be taken care of. You'll be provided for. So it's easy for all of us when we get into one of these trials or tribulations to think that things aren't happening fast enough and that maybe we need to do something to help it along. But God established with Abraham that he would make Abraham fruitful and he would make him prosper. And so it took Abraham a while to learn not to do that himself. And Ishmael is evidence of, pardon me, of the time that he thought he needed to do things in his own strength. And Isaac is the evidence pardon me, of the time that he knew all he had to do is wait on the Lord and the Lord would do it in history. And so this book testifies to the Lord doing things in our business in his strength. All we had to do was just trust that he was working even when it did not look like he was working. You know, your book is so suspenseful. I tell you, I read it in one breath. I was not able to put it down and and I want to compliment you and how well you put it together uh, to where it definitely keeps the reader's attention. And the first part of it is dedicated to that first crucial year of your business where you almost, it was your dream, but you almost lost it all. And through it, you have learned something very valuable, and it's a different system of values. Can you expound a little bit more on that? Yes. Yes. Thank you. I I guess the, the easiest way to start on that is to explain that we thought we needed money or gold, and actually what we needed was wisdom and the blessing of the Lord. And so what we learned in that trial is that even though we didn't have the money, by just calling on the name of the Lord and trusting in him and minimizing the threat against us, things worked out and we got much more than money. If that sounds kind of vague, there's a joke in the book about a man being able to take anything he wanted to heaven. And so St. Peter meets him at the pearly gate and looks in his suitcase and says, well, if you could bring anything to heaven, why in the world would you bring pavement? (laughs) Yes, I remember that. And it's great. It's great because it perfectly illustrates how incomparable is the world's uh, system of values compared to heaven's system of values. So what we ended up doing unwittingly in our business, but it was to our success, we used what was the most valuable thing in heaven to answer the problems we were having in our business. Our, at first, we thought we needed what was the most valuable thing on earth, which is money, to solve our business problems. When we couldn't get the money, then we turned to heaven for an answer And we began speaking God's promises into our business. And as we did, the business turned around. Our needs for cash, for money, were met. And we 
gradually became more and more prosperous. What we realized was that the spiritual world rules the physical world, or heaven rules the natural world. And the most important thing, Scripture verifies that the most important thing, the most valuable thing in heaven is the word of the Lord and the name of the Lord. So we applied the word of the Lord to our business. We spoke it over the business, and we disciplined ourselves not to speak anything contrary to the word of the Lord. In other words, we did not speak complaints or statements of lack in the natural realm over our circumstances. We spoke what God's word says. God says he will supply our need. God says he will prosper us. God says he will protect us. You know, God's word says, I will make you fruitful and I will multiply you. And he gave that promise to Abraham. And Jesus said the same thing. He said, you will do what I have done and even greater. And we glorify the father by bearing fruit. And Jesus said, if you attach yourself to me, I'm the vine and you're the branch. If you attach yourself to me, I will make you fruitful. So by speaking God's word over our circumstances, that's what happened. The Lord made us fruitful. At some point in your book, you share that uh, using this strategy uh, of speaking God's promises into your circumstances took 18 months to produce results. This waiting period is extremely hard for people who are awaiting their breakthrough. What advice would you give to those um, who are in that waiting period? How did you deal with the waiting period in your circumstances? I guess we did not focus on our circumstances any more than we had to. We just went to work and did. I I guess the best way to illustrate it, Helen, is this. During that period of time when money was tight, I would get an invoice for some amount of money that we owed for something that we had purchased. And when I would get the invoice out of the mail and look at it and realize that we did not have the money to pay for that invoice, I would place it in the payment basket and say, it's just money. And every time I got an invoice that we couldn't pay because we didn't have the money in the bank, I declared, it's just money, and put it into the basket. And my wife, Kara, was paying the bills, and she would routinely say, Danny, we've got this invoice, and we don't have the money for it. And I would say, the Lord will provide. He will make sure we have the money. And he always did. So by you saying it's just money, and I remember you mentioned that in the book, by you saying it's just money, you diminished the size of the problem in your mind and in your soul. Is that correct? Right. Yes. Again, changing the value system and putting God in a position much greater than the problem that seems completely overwhelming at the moment. And that's what got you through that waiting period. Right, right. I said it is just money so often. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we'd get one invoice and then we'd get another. We didn't have the money for it. I put it in the basket. 
And incidentally, we paid most of our bills right on time. There were two or three times when we couldn't pay it on time. We notified the people, and within a week, we had the money and paid them. But Kara really got tired of hearing me say, it's just money. She thought that became too much of an ingrained habit in me. But money is really just a tool. That's all it is. It is not the ultimate and if we keep it in perspective, it's not nearly as valuable as the Word of God. I agree with you, but wouldn't you say the same about any problem or obstacle that we're facing? Because for some people, it may not be money. It could be their health, or it could be a relationship issue, or it could be something else. But there is nothing, whether it's money or any other challenge, there is nothing that can take a greater place in your imagination, in your heart, in your soul than God. And God is more powerful than any of these circumstances that we're facing. Right. Absolutely. Well, at one point, your breakthrough involved a financial blessing that you mentioned required no effort on your part at all. So you didn't even ask for it. You didn't pray for it. And it just came your way at the most needed time. So as we're waiting on that breakthrough, there is a fine line between people saying, oh, I'm waiting on God or people just avoiding dealing with a problem or applying themselves to solve that problem. So where is that fine line where, you know, are we waiting on God or are we being in denial of our problem and we're not dealing with that problem? We need to do everything that we can do. And so one of the things that I would talk about during that time is God does not market our business. We do that. And we're a pharmacy. God does not fill fill prescriptions. We fill the prescriptions. So we did everything that we could humanly do to help the business. And we allowed him to provide the backup strength, the backup provision, the backup blessing that we couldn't provide. One prayer that Kara and I prayed together And that was this, Lord, if you cannot bless this business, help us get out without any debt. And we had a whole lot of debt at the time, but we prayed that routinely. We routinely asked for his help. You know, one of the things Jesus said was, if you need something, keep asking. Don't give up. Keep asking. So out of that whole experience, what would you say are the three key ingredients to a breakthrough. Okay. Number one, believe. Nothing happens unless we believe. Number two, praise God. And as you're praising God, I used scripture to praise God. So as I praised God with scripture, a lot of that was a prayer. I just sensed that when I spent time in praise, God was there. He was inhabiting that praise. He was present. And then as I began blessing the pharmacy, he was still present to hear those blessings. And so the third thing is blessing or speaking. God designed us just like him. We are made in his image. We're a mirror image of God. And 
Proverbs, I think it's 14.12, but I know for sure that Proverbs 18.21 says that life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love that will eat the fruit of it. So believe, praise, speak. And speaking has to be qualified. Speak God's word over circumstances. That's great. That's absolutely wonderful. You know, Helen, number one, believing, that takes place in our heart. Number two, takes place in our mouth. Praising God takes place in our mouth. And number three, takes place in our mouth. So just as God spoke the world into being, we speak our circumstances into changing if they're negative. That makes total sense because we were created in the image of God. And therefore, we can follow his pattern in bringing things into existence, especially when these things align with his will and his desire for our lives. Right. That's great. I know that this is going to be an encouragement for many people, Danny. Really appreciate you answering these questions. Sure. So if people wanted to get your book, purchase your book, where would they go? It can be purchased on Amazon, and they can either enter the title, which is Prescription for Breakthrough, and they can put my name with that title, and it will certainly bring that up. But it's available for nine ninety five, I think, on Amazon. Well, that's an absolute bargain for the amount of information and wisdom and encouragement that you get from that book. Thank you so much, Danny. Sure. You're very well. I was moved to tears to hear Danny get emotional in this interview as he speaks about the goodness of God. Danny's business became very successful and celebrated its 20th anniversary recently. And the principles for breakthrough he has learned through his journey are universal and apply to any challenge you might be facing in your life. Here are the key takeaways I have jotted down for myself. Number one, put your challenge in a proper place on the heaven scale of values. Don't over or underestimate it. Number two, use the creative power of the words to speak God's promises into your circumstances consistently and don't ever give up until you have received your breakthrough. Number three, build foundations in your life, tangible and intangible, that will support you in hard times. And number four is maintain your personal integrity, even if it seemingly puts you at a disadvantage. By the way, we are on episode nine of the Limitless Spirit podcast. And according to the statistics of Buzzsprout, the hosting platform for my podcast, we are in the top 50% of the podcast by the number of listeners. But you can help this podcast move forward. If you like what you have been hearing so far, share it with friends and family and co-workers and let them know that 15 minutes or so of Limitless Spirit podcast is a time well spent. Also, if you're listening on iTunes, you have a chance to write a review and help others to discover us. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Limitless Spirit with Helen Todd, produced by World Missions Alliance. Are you ready to step out of your comfort zone? Do you have a passion to help people and share your faith across the globe? Visit our website, rfwma.org, and get involved in the Great Commission through short-term missions. We hope you'll leave a review and check out other episodes.
We'll be with you in a week on our next episode of Limitless Spirit.